Hey guys, thanks for joining us. This is Paranormal Minds of JST. I'm Shane, I'll be your host tonight. I'm joined by Tommy. Hello. And Josh. Hello, hello. And uh, yeah, we're going to jump right in. So this is our uh, debut episode of the podcast. Uh, it's October, getting in the Halloween spirit, so we thought what better way to kick things off in our journey into the unknown and the paranormal than to go on a ghost hunt, uh, go on our own paranormal investigation. So we we spent, what was it, three days, four days, four days, three nights? Something like that, yeah. Uh, immersed in central Mississippi's history. Uh, we, we went through Vicksburg, which... Uh, Key to the South, big Civil War happenings there. I'm sure Tommy will talk on that. He's the history guy. Old man. <laughs> uh, and then went through Yazoo City with the legend of a witch. Uh, visited her grave and her old stomping grounds. That uh, that made for a very interesting night. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just jump right in. Uh, tonight, we just want to talk about our happenings. This, of course, will be... Officially posted on YouTube. Uh, I think this hunt was so long, it'll be uh, like a three-part series, pretty much. Uh, good stuff over there. But yeah, we just want to talk about what we learned, what we experienced, and go from there. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting uh, chain of events that happened that weekend, I just got to say. I know at one point I was ready to throw both of you out of the window of the car. Uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Have you met us? <laughs> also, you can't deprive me of snacks for more than like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And little fact, don't give the guy who's dyslexic the navigation job. Okay. That was, pre- that was pretty bad. It's a pretty bad idea. <laughs> and why didn't we rectify that after the first day? Like you navigated the entire trip. <laughs> the entire I time. think I think secretly we just love torturing our own selves. I think it was that adventure. You know, new city, new environment. We were just like, secretly I want to get lost. And who better than to have Tommy navigate and get us lost? Well, some uh, good did come out of that. One of those times we were turned around, that's when we found that uh, enormous abandoned hospital in Vicksburg, right? Yeah. 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 And that was that I wanted to go in, and y'all wouldn't go in. Well, <clears> hey, laws. hey now, uh, <laughs> that the weird figure in the hat wasn't going to let you in anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, we do have a picture of that, so that's awesome. Yeah, definitely interesting. All right, uh, so you guys just want to talk through so each of our stops. I guess first up would have been the uh, the Civil War Park, right? Is that our first mm. official stop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our first huh? official, and I can cover some basis of that as far as okay. history wise. You know, it's a huge, huge battlefield. Um, with the fact that at that time Vicksburg was the key. In fact, Abraham Lincoln said that Vicksburg was the key um, to winning the war, and they couldn't win it until they had that key in their pocket. You know, there were a bunch of assaults on Vicksburg, just trying to get to Vicksburg. And it took Grant pretty much like digging out like a canal going down below Vicksburg, coming up into Jackson, burning Jackson pretty much. He didn't even leave troops in Jackson because he was like, you know what? We burnt them. Screw them. We're going to Vicksburg and then headed to Vicksburg. And 
all together. And in the video, when we're talking at the gravesite, I misspoke uh, and I said 100,000. Um, it was actually close to about 70,000 on either side. That's just soldiers. That's not civilians and stuff like that. But as the Union troops were firing uh, into the city during the siege, almost 50 days of just artillery raining down on the city. The civilians would then dig uh, tunnels and caves. They would stay in those caves pretty much all the time. Uh, sometimes they'll come out and they'll sleep in their own beds because they got tired of the caves. There are stories of caves collapsing on people. And uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, but surprisingly, uh, roughly about 12 people, uh, civilian-wise, died during the bombings. Um. In fact, they got so used to the shelling that there's a story of a man. He um, came out of a cave and met up with this other guy, and they hadn't seen each other in, like, days or weeks. And they were like, oh, you know, let's go have a drink of whiskey. And they went to his house. They had a drink of whiskey. And as they were leaving, the guy shook the hand of the other man, and when he did, there was a huge explosion. A cannonball had like ripped through the other guy and pretty much all that the dude had left in his hands from the other guy was his hand and arm. And he was like, the only thing I could think of at that time was, man, at least the whiskey's safe. My first thought was, how do you do? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of blood, um, you know, about, um, Fort Hill, um, which was, uh, ammunitions, uh, depot essentially or stash um got blown up killing everybody except for abraham and we can talk about abraham uh where he was blown 300 yards uh to his freedom essentially because he landed in the union lines and he was a slave to all that i mean battlefield surgeries it was horrid uh and horrible conditions so just that alone um is just a staple of how so much different types of energy from anguish, pain, you know, whatever is just built up on that land. What's crazy, just across the entire city, I think every place you went was either a hospital or somebody's buried next to it or cannonball found in the wall. I think every store we went into like sold little bullets in a bowl, right? I mean, I, I saw those yeah. numerous times like, hey, these are Civil War bullets. and I even bought one. Right? Yeah, I bought one too. Eight dollars. <laughs> hey, most expensive bullet ever. <laughs> They're still to this day digging uh, bullets, fragments of cannonballs and stuff up from that war, or you know, from that battle. So I mean, it's just insane. Which leads to some very tormented spirits. Yeah, I'm glad we stopped through there. That definitely set the tone for the trip. You know, just really seeing the history and how how crazy it all was and. That's really, I mean, everything was based around that, all the hauntings. Well, mostly. There were some other things. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just Vicksburg. But yeah, yeah, it was interesting um, to just walk uh, the battlefield and stuff. And, you know, if, if, you, if you haven't gone, it's definitely a place you need to go visit. It's uh, really awe-inspiring just to see how big of a battlefield that was. And just to see where all the um, encampments and uh, fortifications and all that was. And I don't even think we saw the whole thing. 
because they had parts of it closed off. Mm-hmm. So from there, I think, oh, interesting part of this. We actually slept for two nights in a haunted, what would you call that, an inn? Bed and breakfast, maybe. There was no There was no breakfast. No, there wasn't any breakfast. I don't. <laughs> there was zero breakfast. We bought breakfast, but no breakfast was had. <laughs> I, I guess we could even say house. I mean, we had the whole house to ourselves. Yeah, we did, especially the second night. Yeah. So that was the McNutt house. Uh, so we spent yeah the two whole nights there. Interesting things there. Uh, before we talk about our experiences there, Tommy, you want to give a brief rundown of that place? Yeah, the um, the McNutt house was built um, around 1829. I, it's not the oldest house in Vicksburg. We're going to get to that one uh, a little bit later. But uh, it was bought by Alexander McNutt in 1832 or 1830. One of those. He bought the house, and he is the 12th governor of Mississippi. He kept the house for about three years before he became governor. Now, supposedly, dealing with the house has, of course, changed hands multiple times uh, with different people buying it. There are three buildings on the property. You have uh, the McNutt House, Maggie's Hall, and the McGill Residence. But the McNutt House is, as far as I can tell, the oldest uh, house on the property. Now, McNutt's niece apparently died of uh, yellow fever in that house. From what I could see from research and all that, couldn't really get an age on how old she was, uh, but her name was uh, Margaret, and that's why you have Maggie's Hall is named after her. During the Battle of Vicksburg, there was a soldier, Lieutenant uh, David McGill. He was actually pretty rich. Um, he would be considered, in today's standard, like a multi-millionaire. Uh, he come from a plantation family. Um, his mother had passed, and he wound up with the wealth. He was 21 years old, and uh, he was fighting for the South. Story goes that a cannonball ripped through his shoulder taking his arm off exploded behind him giving him a head wound and essentially that's what he died from uh is from the head wound and the shoulder getting ripped off um and his body is buried on the property right next to uh the miguel house and that's why it gets its name the miguel house they have found bones on the property dating back to around the time of the Civil War and a little bit before that. It's a nice, nice run of history. Do you, do you rehearse this or have it written down, or is all just in your brain? All this is is in my brain. <laughs> so if if I got some stuff wrong, like you know, there might be somebody's like, actually, no, <laughs> you know, um, the house was built in 1929, but then it fell down or something. Like obviously that didn't happen, but you know, you you always have those people. <laughs> They're my favorite kind of people, right? Right. You were wrong about this one problem. He wasn't 21. He was actually 21 and three quarters. I feel feel some hostility. Didn't I, didn't I call you out the other day? Fact checked you. You, you, did. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. You did. I like hardcore. Look, uh, there, there's a term called bite the bullet. Now, and I'm not the only one who's heard of how I heard it. I heard... During the Civil War, to make loading faster, they came out with little packets that had the gunpowder and the bullet in it. In order to open up the packet, you had to bite on the bullet and rip the packet open. 
and then dump the powder in. That's where I heard the term bite the bullet came from. So after doing some more research, when they did um, amputations and stuff, and they didn't have morphine or anything, they would say bite the bullet. That was a long response for Tommy to just say, my bad, I was wrong. My bad, I was wrong. (laughs) That's just how Tommy talks. We're used to it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I want to explain. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about these ghosts at the McNutt house or our experiences there. Josh, so I, I realize, I feel you guys probably feel the same way that the spirit liked you. It seemed like you were the pretty much the only one they wanted to communicate with. <laughs> I don't know why, but you're right. That's what it seemed like. Uh, it, it did call me stupid, which was <laughs> well, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> that was probably my favorite <laughs> thing we caught. <laughs> that was just perfectly timed. It was. It was too perfectly timed. But the craziest thing, though, is like I got up in the middle of the night, of course. I'm an old man, had to go pee. And the hallway light was on. So when you came into our little suite, there's a bathroom on the right. It's directly on the right. There's a light switch right there that controls the hallway light. So I get up and go pee. The light's on. I come out. There's no more light. It's not on anymore. And everybody else is asleep. So I just chalked it up to, okay, I'm just crazy. It wasn't on when I went in there. But I distinctly remember it being on because I didn't have to... There's a staircase that you had to walk down coming from where I was sleeping to get to the bathroom. I definitely would have turned the light on to see the staircase because mm-hmm. I didn't want to eat it. <laughs> but it was off when it came out. We, me and Josh were staying in the living area, which is right next to that area. When, when anybody got up, that floor would creak and wake you up. And it, you know, it kind of woke me up. And I saw you going in. And the light was on when you were going in. And then... When you went uh, into the bathroom, um, the light turned off. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe it was weird for him to turn the light off, you know, while going into the bathroom, but whatever, I'm going back to bed. And that's, I just went back to sleep. So, so it was on. I'm not crazy then. <laughs> I knew it wasn't crazy. I even stood outside the, I like, I opened the bathroom door and I stood there for a second. I was like, that, that freaking light was on when I came in here. Yeah. See, it cut off, and like I said, I thought you turned it off, and I was like, well, that's weird to turn it off when you go into the bathroom. (laughs) No, not to my recollection. I would think, because I would have had to walk down the hallway just a little bit to even get to the light switch. Yeah. It's not directly outside the door. No, no. Yeah, because, I mean, you come in, and where the bathroom was was right next to the kitchen, and you had the light for the kitchen right next to that little entranceway into the living area. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the hallway was down at the end right where you come in. And that was about, what, six, six feet away from those stairs? Yeah, it was a good little stretch. Yeah, something was definitely going on in that, that kitchen area. Because I think... Yeah, yeah, the whole time. Uh, all of us, I think, saw the same same kind of figure, you know, cor- out of the corner of your eye, apparition, whatever you call that, uh, just kind of peeking in at us. So yeah, that was constant. So I think that's why. Yeah, the second night, that's where we stayed. Like we focused on being in the kitchen, trying to catch something. Yeah, going through the all the uh, recorded evidence, the audio recording mm-hmm. uh, from the voice recorder. We got a lot of little sounds like some cups being thrown, and you know, there's some things. Is, is that from when we left the voice recorder in? Uh, yeah, we weren't even there. Yeah, that's that's that was crazy because I remember we did like a little snippet listen. Uh, 
you know, without bringing out headphones and stuff. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm excited to see the finished, the fully finished episode to see what it all looks like. Not to change the subject, but these are the sourest Smarties I've ever eaten in my life. What the heck? <laughs> I'm sitting here eating Smarties. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, they are sour as hell. That's funny. I got some peach cobbler here. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just well, yours is. A, I would say better than mine. Like, not better for you. I don't. Well, no, it might be a little better. Like, I'm not even one sitting here. Like, I'm not eating anything. <laughs> Listen, just because you're skinny and we're not, don't mean nothing. Hey, hey. Me and Shane snack when we know we ain't. We shouldn't be snacking. <laughs> we. I realized that when we were hanging out. Last weekend. <laughs> oh, was that uh, is that why you wanted to sacrifice me? Huh? Yeah, I was pissed off. Let's get rid of this skinny bastard. You teamed up with the ghost. To... <laughs> oh, man. I have to say my my two favorite things at that house, or most compelling things, uh, you know, obviously a ton of little stuff. Uh, but our first night there, Tommy and I were setting up the uh, crystal radio which uh, I'm not going to go into what a crystal radio is, except for that it runs on no power and it picks up radio waves and then puts it through a headphone that you can hear. So we're, we're setting it up, and I had the end grounded to a bundle of, of sticks and set it behind the mirror. What would that be, a vanity, I guess? So it was tucked in there in between the vanity mirror and the wall, and Tommy and I are just sitting there talking or looking at the radio, whatever it's doing, and it just shoot, it shoots out. Oh yeah! It was like, well, there's no way like that defies the laws of physics and gravity. Like that that shouldn't have happened. Uh, it was at that moment I realized we have to have a camera running at all times. Like you guys realize how much stuff we missed because we weren't filming. <laughs> I know. Oh, dude, there's so much. Like the whole light thing. Like we're do I'm I'm recording on um this app just to see how it works. Um even though I don't really care for them, I just wanted to just see. Um and I'm sitting there and we hear light and at that time Josh walked past this light and I'm like, "Do you want me to turn off the light?" And it says, "Do not." And I was like, dadgummit, I'm not recording this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so glad I was recording with the stupid. <laughs> well, I, like what Shane's talking about, too, is like those, they like you said, they were tucked behind. And we were not pulling on anything or messing with anything connected to them. And it's like they just came straight out and then were like flung at us. See, I wish I could have seen it. Yeah. I just happened to be in the living room. Yeah, it was wild. I think just to add a little context on the sticks, too. So I had gra- gathered them from local cemeteries, uh, just based on the theory, you know, spiritual energy, uh, you know, trigger objects, whatever whatever we want to describe it. I just felt that would help channel the ghosts a little better, the spirits. So to instantly bring those in somewhere, it, it could have even just been bad energies. You know, there's a, one spirit that we know of at the McNutt house, and maybe she was like, now, get that out of here. 
now knowing what we know after, like we went in thinking numerous spirits, but I, I left feeling like we just interacted with Maggie. I don't know if there was any others, especially in the kitchen mm-hmm. with the, the recordings we were getting. Like I said, I don't, I'm, I don't put too much faith in the phone apps, but that one was oddly on par with the situation that mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been able to be on par with. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's crazy? Ever since we've left and, come, and like come back to my house, I've used the phone app. Not once have I got a hit. No, me either. Mm-hmm. Me either. So. And that thing talked to me the whole time we were there. <laughs> oh, dude, it was talking to you left and right. Like, it just, it, you, you, I don't know. Of course, Brittany gets mad at me. She's like, turn it off. <laughs> I'm like, but I just want to find that ghosty goose. <laughs> That that whole experience, it was interesting. I mean, granted, it wasn't as interesting as what we'll talk about a little bit later on, but Oh, right. This this was a, a nice experience. Like this was a, a pleasant spirit. Oh, which speak of, you know, Tommy, you had said that you you know, through your research everybody said this was a helpful spirit there, right? Yeah. The most profound thing that happened to me there, I probably just said that about the sticks, but I forgot about this one. So before retiring for the night, you know, Tommy was talking about, you know, nice spirits, you know, everybody's going to be fine sleeping and all this stuff. And uh, I sleep with a CPAP machine. Like Josh said, he's old earlier. I'm old too. We're all, we're all falling apart. (laughs) I had just turned 35. (laughs) Yeah. I ain't far behind. (laughs) Uh, I like being the young one of the group. Yeah. Shut I, up. <laughs> won't say how much younger, but it, it's younger, so it counts. Always counts. Just like Brittany's only like a week older than I am, and I always make fun of her for being old. Right. <laughs> I'm three weeks older than you, and people still, it's like. Yeah, your name is Gray Bush. Okay. <laughs> Gray Bush. Anyway, Shane, finish your story. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, so so I made the joke, you know, like, oh, it's a helpful ghost that's going to see me with this face mask on and think I'm suffocating and it's gonna try to to either take it off of me or do something whatever it was i said but i made a specific reference to the mask and the spirit messing with it when i was asleep right so middle of the night i don't know what time it is in this weird big creepy room by myself uh the bed was comfy but yeah Uh, i i wake up to just a crazy amount of air blowing on me so i'm disoriented it takes me a while to figure out that the CPAP machine is blowing out air at a pressure that is 50 times what it should have been. And what's weird about it is I already sleep with it on full blast. So I've had this thing for a year and a half, two years, or however long. Never has it done that. I've tried to turn it up higher, and it does not go higher than I always have it on. And when I say times 50, like no exaggeration, it was all blowing all over my face, like hair is moving, the mask is ballooned up. It, it, it was nuts. And I couldn't, none of the adjustments worked on the machine. And finally I turned it off and, you know, got my wits about me and turned it back on. It was fine. I couldn't replicate it. I've tried to replicate it since we've been home. I'm like, oh man, that was direct result of, you know, the, this helpful spirit and me calling out like, oh, it's going to help me breathe. And uh, maybe it, it tried to help me breathe. Yeah, it wouldn't have known, you know. It's like, oh, I know this person needs this. Let's make it better. Right, especially if it's a kid, you know, because, you know, if it's Maggie, she's a, she's a little girl. So maybe in her mind, you know how we think, you know, as a kid, oh, if you're sick, 
and you take more medicine, you'll be better, right? Maybe that was the thought process was, oh, he needs this air. Maybe if I give him more air. Yeah, that makes sense. The crazy thing to me was also like, we're sitting in the kitchen and we're going over like the EVP spirit box thing. And for reference, I had just bought like a a tumbler with a snake on it. And uh, we're sitting there and all of a sudden out of nowhere, like uh, the spirit box says snake and bite. And that was crazy to me. Right. Wasn't that right after I think the camera tried to focus on a face in the empty chair and Josh slid out the chair and it was like almost like some like she sat down with us and then saw the snake. Yeah. We were told to to not record things. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we had just sat down. It's like what did it say don't record or stop recording or something? It says stop recording cuz we asked something it's like stop recording. Like, yeah. Ooh, we all kind of freaked out on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. What's crazy is cuz I had a voice recorder going on my phone and I heard not long after that, you know, how you hit a button or touch something on your phone, you hear that little, you know. Uh, I heard that and I looked down and the voice recorder had cut off. And it didn't save what was on there either. Did it not? No, it didn't. I tried to go back and find it and I couldn't find it. So Sounds about right. It was like, no, I told you to stop. All right. Yeah, these equipment failures. You're right. You guys left when I was there by myself doing the, the EVP session. And I swear, I, I've i probably said it a million times. Like, it sounds like I'm just making shit up because I don't have proof. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I saw what we talked about earlier in the kitchen. And then uh, I was like, oh, shit. You know, I started freaking out. And I started directly talking to her, like, are you in the kitchen? And the SLS camera was running. But due to my dumb mistake, it wasn't actually recording. And sure enough, something came from the kitchen and sat on the chair next to it. And it was that quick and gone and didn't catch that either. Because we're new to it, you know. I'm going to say maybe there was some spiritual influence. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna make them dumb for a second so they don't, they don't catch this. Don't do it right. <laughs> yeah, because you'd use this program with your current job. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what you used it for. Yeah, a hundred times. I mean, so it's yeah. weird that I, I messed up. <laughs> Did you mess up? Is that what it really boils down to? Did you mess up? (laughs) We're going to blame it on not sleeping for the day before (laughs) because we got kicked out of where we were at. Yeah, that was was crazy. It it was a crazy night. Um, Like I said, I wouldn't say it was terrifying. Creepy? Like the first night being creepy? Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you, this the... Like Shane having the uneasy feeling when we were in where we were staying and you were by yourself, it was a weird, uneasy feeling. Mm, so yeah. when I went downstairs to do my thing by myself in the dark, I felt at home hmm. down there where I didn't up in our little little place where we were staying. So it didn't even bother me to be in the dark whatsoever. Yeah, you, you think maybe it was just because that was the governor's suite that we were staying in maybe like the governor's haunting the place and he's like y'all aren't supposed to be up here <laughs> i know it was a lot of looking in the corners you know what i mean we looked in the kitchen a lot mm-hmm. especially when the light was off in that kitchen yeah i like, i've seen stuff just like kind of 
like I said, like run by in a way, but there's like this large mini fridge right there at the end of the steps. So it's not like you can just run across, but like, yeah. Large mini fridge. I was trying to figure out what that was. I'm like, it's not a refrigerator. It's not a mini fridge, but large mini fridge. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a larger mini fridge for kind of like dorm rooms and stuff because it has like the freezer up top. Yeah, and it strikes me as a fancy hotel refrigerator is what it looks like. <laughs> right. Right. Apparently they did. They do like long terms up to thirty days. So, which the price, in my opinion, for what you're getting, is not bad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You got hotel rooms cost more than that, and you get a lot less. <laughs> right. I hope you like microwave dinners at three hundred dollars a night. <laughs> and in all honesty, it's like, you know, they really like the owners didn't bother us at all because they live in the McGill house. You know, I think I saw him once, uh, and I think it was on the last day we were there. Mm-hmm. They even came in. They like they got our towels and stuff, which is, I guess, not unusual for a hotel room. But I don't know. I feel like it was weird. Maybe I'm just crazy because it was just random. Like I guess they waited for us to leave, and they're like, "Oh, they're gone. Let's go." <laughs> right. Most people have been like, "Housekeeping." <laughs> Uh, they didn't want to deal with us. They're like these weirdos. We we know what they're doing over there. They're hunting for ghosts. <laughs> so, you know, in all fairness, you know they were they were nice people. Gave us a nice little tour of the house and like it, it's not a huge house, which is surprising. Like you would think a governor's house would be, though he wasn't the governor at the time. But you know, it's it's a pretty nice house though. I feel like it's a large house for the time. Especially when you look at the house that we went to next that we really didn't do a whole lot of investigation at because we couldn't. Um, hopefully we do plan to go back and do an investigation there. Yeah, which I know we'll definitely go back Yeah, for the McRaven house. Uh, saying that, because that was a really interesting place. Do we even, do we want to talk about that or for when we actually go uh, and investigate it? I say we, we can save it. I don't even know if it was really paranormal but like once we got to the back part the 1797 house part of the house like i started feeling sick and i don't know if that's just lack of sleep or what but after we left i felt better so i don't know like the whole time through like the first part of the tour and all that like i'm fine but the moment we got to the downstairs part of that i was like oh Oh man, I'm about to I'm about to hurl. Like, oh. Jesus. Yeah, it was bad. Like I I was like, uh, I'm gonna walk out for a minute. I don't know if you saw me walk out for just like a little bit. So that that's wild because I had the complete opposite effect there. I was like Josh said earlier, he felt comfortable at home, you know, in the downstairs of the McNutt house. So in the McRaven house, I was so comfortable. I don't know, I was just like drawn to it. Like I wanna stay here. I don't want to leave. Uh, came back, you know, I was telling my wife about it, and she's like, well, no, that happens. People get drawn to places because of the energies. I'm like, all right, well, I guess me and the energies and the spirits there would get along, but they didn't like you, Tommy. I think it was probably just uh, old Andrew Glass over there didn't like me. Uh, What'd you maybe do to I him? Remind him of, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I killed him in his oh. you know, past life or something. I don't know. You know what? Maybe you were that... He thought you were that Civil War dude 
we saw in the statue that looked just like you. Look, <laughs> look, I showed I showed my wife a picture of that statue, and I said, "Do I look like this man?" And she said, "No." What? So I just think she sees you every day. She's gonna know your features better than anybody. As, as far as me and Josh knowing you for twenty years or however long it's been, both of us say it looks like you. Our opinions are everything. Plus, he was <laughs> dead before the Civil War. Because he died in like right at the turn of the century, you know, the you know, nineteen hundreds. So yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> but interesting nonetheless. I mean, that's more the reason for us to go back there, since you felt that way and I felt the opposite. Did you pick up anything while we were there, Josh? Uh, I was pretty neutral okay. about the whole thing. I really enjoyed being there. I mean, it was. I think it was more of an experience thing than. A paranormal thing. Well, like the the first part of the house, you know, I I liked it. I could see I live in there, but like I said, once we got to the seventeen, and it was only the seventeen hundred or seventeen ninety seven part where I just felt horrible. So yeah, it's kind of weird. Huh. I will say that I'm, I'm I love the way that the women used to dress back then. I'm gonna tell Brittany she's gonna have to start dressing like that. <laughs> Hoop skirt and everything. Man, everything. She's going to look funny because she's only four foot ten, but that doesn't even matter. (laughs) It's going to take her like six hours just to get ready. (laughs) She'll think twice about dinners at night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go back since we have, again, we got the trifecta of feelings. Uh, yeah like put it all to the test separate him there put tommy in the place he didn't feel good oh dude i if i throw up it's on y'all we're determined to kill you man no. i i see i see <laughs> spirit box says man we must obey <laughs> look just because some weird little girl ghost probably says sacrifice does not look. mean she meant me who else would she, she might have meant the Raggedy Ann? Oh, yeah. There were three of us there. She didn't, you know, say this person. She just said sacrifice. Maybe she was what? the sacrifice. We don't know. Oh, one more weird thing about that courtyard. Not to interrupt you, Tommy, but that uh, I wasn't recording this either, I don't think. Um, the spirit box thing that we were using, I was, we were talking about the scarecrow, and it was like, who is he? Mm. And I was like... I don't know, but it's one of those I wish it was recording kind of thing. I know it's it may be bogus, but it was exciting. I, I got I got part of that. Did you? Yeah, because I'm running the ghost tube SLS. Um, yeah, in the courtyard around that same time, and that's when it was hitting on um, around like that part of the house where the pot was. Yeah, and I'm just going around and you know just seeing what happens and of course there's a bunch of scarecrows it hits on the scarecrow and i just hear you say like like uh i don't know who it is uh the owners put them up yeah so i i caught that part of it hopefully it'll catch the rest of it shane you might have to dig for that no he's doing the video side guys should we talk about the one where we all had the most horrible experience oh right yeah so over uh yazoo city uh Went there mainly to research the witch of Yazoo City, which I guess Tommy tag you in for your your history part. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, this 
I wouldn't consider this as much legend as, or I would consider this more as a legend than essentially history. So in about, as it goes, about 1884, there was, and there's different versions of it. Uh, the most popular is there was a lady that, um, she was a witch, considered a witch, and uh, she would lure people from the town of Yazoo into the Yazoo River and kill them. There's other legends uh, stating that she was a healer or um, just different things. And uh, I've heard different ways of how she died, uh, from being burnt alive, uh, burnt at the stake, uh, hanging. But the legend we're going to go off of, she was luring guys, uh, people from Yazoo, into the river, killing them. The sheriff put together a posse and chased after her and chased her into uh, the swamps. According to the legend, she fell into a like quicksand pit or a bog. And as she was sinking to her death, she cursed the town and said uh, she would come back uh, in 20 years and burn it to the ground. Well, just so happened that they um, got her out of the bog somehow and buried her in uh, Glenwood Cemetery. And they wrapped these chains uh, around her grave. Of course, everybody went on about her li- their lives and all that stuff. Um, and in... 1904, a fire started in the city of Yazoo and pretty much came really close um, to burning the whole city to the ground. The townspeople uh, went to the witch's graves, grave. She only had one. Um, <laughs> Multiple graves. <laughs> I know. Slipped up and said graves. Uh, <laughs> um, they went to her grave and they found that the... Um, chain that surrounded her grave was broken and they believe she came back 20 years to the date and birthed the city down and the chains have broke several times since they've replaced them i think they were broken when we were there yeah they were Uh, yeah they were which remember the chains uh, that comes in later Yes, it does. And then what we we went to the we went to the gravesite and uh, we did get some like crazy like nothing weird experiences wise. At least I didn't, as far as like feeling weird or whatever. But we did get some crazy stuff that you know you can see in the videos and stuff. Oh, right, intelligent responses. A couple of EVPs too. Yeah, yeah, camera acting weird. <laughs> yeah, really weird. Josh's speaker was acting weird yeah. at the gravesite, yeah. wasn't it? Was it at the gravesite? Yeah, it was at the grave. Well, actually, it was the basically the whole time we were gone. Yeah, uh, it just was. It wouldn't. It was stuck on originally, and I couldn't get it to turn off. So I plugged it back up after it had died. It still wouldn't. It wouldn't come back on. So now that I've gotten it home, I have absolutely no problem with it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. I listened to it all day today. As a matter of fact, cleaning the house. Oh wow. I know you sent me a text saying like, "Hey man, my, my speaker's working." Yeah. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> Just fine, no problem whatsoever. I couldn't even get it to turn off. Usually, you know, you can hold a power button down; it'll eventually yeah. turn off. And even the um, the dash cam had the same issue. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, just completely stopped working. Didn't record any audio. Yeah. Yeah. Froze, wouldn't turn off. Yeah. I, did Did you finally get that to turn off? I don't even think I. We check back in on it. 
It it died at some point. Yeah, it sat yeah, there. Yeah, it would have had to have. Yeah, I returned that. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> They're like, man, what kind of spiritual mojo? Because actually, that did that even? Oh, okay, no, no. I think we were having issues with that yeah. beforehand because it got overheated. So. Yeah, that was on date. Yeah, okay. But it didn't it didn't freeze like that until after we were leaving the campsite. Man, so so the campsite, I'll I'll jump in here because started to doubt my navigation skills, like I'm Tommy or something. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so uh, before leaving, I was researching, you know, where where we could stay in the area, and there's a national park that overlapped was the area that this witch supposedly could have been running around. Mapped it out, found it, and it's like okay, the GPS was taking there us there. So brings us on this. What would you call that? An access road? Just a gravel access road to a reservoir, I believe. And we were on that road for how long? I mean, at least four or five miles, right? I think it was six. I think it was six miles from the turn. Yeah. So the the sunset, and we're going down this road. Well, according to what I had seen online and on maps, we should have came across a little area that had, what was it, six, seven, eight campsites gathered all right there. And we keep going. We haven't come across them. We're about to give up and turn around. And then we see an old, old sign for for the old camp area. Well, we, we pull down the road. And at this point, I think this is when all of us start start feeling funky. Uh, yeah. We go. Yeah. There's only one campsite. Barely visible. Uh, drove past it. There's a camper in the middle of a field, which didn't make any sense. <laughs> No, it didn't at all. So we turned back and went back to the campsite, which was probably a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, there's just the weird stuff there. Uh, I think, Josh, I'll hand it over to you. You were the first one to really spot anything. Yeah, there was a, I found a pocket knife in the, uh, and a bunch of zip ties all tied uh, kind of together in one spot. And my idiotic self decided I'm going to pick this pocket knife up. <laughs> so it's still in the campsite. I hope it wasn't used for anything bad, because <laughs> uh, it has my handprints all over it. <laughs> there was uh, pieces of raccoon left on the table, and I mean, to even you couldn't even drive your stakes for your tent into the ground without hitting gravel or, or concrete or something. And I'm like, dude, we're way off. I mean, it, it was just wild mm-hmm. how, mu- how much was going on over there. We found the antlers too. Did you see that? Yeah, and the deer antlers that were like shaved to points. Like these yeah. are not naturally. Like somebody took the knife and cut them into sharper points. Right. And I, at first, I was like, ah, deer hunter antlers, you know, because deer hunters will use antlers. But no, not with the the end. The points already cut to a finer point. Yeah. So that was something weird because those those were like tucked nicely away at the stump of a tree. Yeah. Yeah. And the raccoon was weird too, because I mean, we're we're in the South. We've seen people dress an animal and do what they do. This this was more so like just mutilated, right? Like it didn't, yeah, it didn't make sense. And to just be sitting there at a picnic table chopping up a raccoon, like who's doing this yeah, for no reason, <clears throat> right? Like, what was crazy is like, other than that, like everything else, but like the innards and the tail was left. Yeah. Then I'm like, who ta- who 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 leaves a raccoon tail? <laughs> you know, most people will take them and do stuff with them. 
especially in Mississippi, we turn them into antenna flags on our vehicles. <laughs> not me personally. Right. Let's say I'm not. I'm not part of that. <laughs> We're not that country. The the people here. So what what did you find, Tommy? I there was a weird handprint like on the car um, that. It was like someone just took like, uh, but like took their hand and pushed on the door, you know, like they were leaned up against it or something. And then like the just the whole time we were there, I just felt like something was watching us. I just felt uneasy, like I just did not want to be there, and uh, it was weird. And the uh, what started all that? Remember the uh, the link you found, the chain link. Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot about that for a second. Man, how do <laughs> you forget about like... that, man? That, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest fight when, the whole time we were there. <laughs> when, when we talk about it, like, it, even still, like, when I think about just being at that campsite, it just unnerves me. Um, it's just weird. Uh, but, yeah, I found um, what looked like a piece of the chain. Because mm-hmm. to describe it to people who probably, you know, don't know, the chain that goes around the witch's grave is not like a normal chain like you would see for like chaining up a fence or something. These are like huge, what would you say, like two foot long links? Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, about 18 inches. Yeah, something like that. Well, we found one or something similar to it um, that was like cut in half and then bent on the ends like as if they could stick it down into the ground or something. I don't know. And then after we found that, it's just... That's when all the weird stuff really started happening. It was just a train wreck. I mean, it was all of that craziness was crammed into what an hour, if that. Yeah, the very beginning. Y- yeah, yeah. Because um, it was still daylight. Yeah, it, it was starting to really get dark by the time that truck thing happened. But just to give some, you know, people an idea, we go camping quite a bit. Yeah, and not just at campsites. We go off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we go deep woods. We'll there ain't no lights. There's no toilets. There's nothing like. And of course, because of that, I have some very bright flashlights because we can see out there. So like we we've been out in the woods, and for all three of us, because I I felt like I I had to leave. I couldn't stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that more than once. You'd be ready, willing to pay for a hotel room. Man, I was I was ready to pay for one. Like I said, you know, we've been camping. Have y'all ever seen me act like that? No. It, it was a weird thing. And even, you know, we all we're all adults here. We all we were drinking beer and it's weird for any of us to really go, I'm I'm done. When we <laughs> yeah. all get together, that's what we do. We hang out, we drink, we have fun. That that was weird. Yeah. It was a weird experience. Yeah, after just yeah. a couple too. And I like we were even Yeah. I was like, no, we, we need to be on our toes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was the entire time, something was watching us. Something, the energies there. I mean, at one point, you remember all the weird animal noises that sounded like no animal we've ever heard before. Yeah. Then, like Tommy saying, we camp all the time. Been camping my whole life. I mean, I'd understand like, okay, that's a weird frog or something. Nah, this is like some coyote lizard pig. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) and it it was always, like, in different areas, too. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the crazy thing. (laughs) And I don't know, like, I just, 
I, I, I couldn't help it. Like, I'm like, no, something's watching us. I don't feel right. I, I, I told Josh this. I was like, I have a bad feeling about this spot. And then the, the truck thing happened. Yeah, the phantom truck. I guess everybody that anybody that's been around a gravel road knows what it sounds like. So this vehicle had to have been dead outside of our campsite. And just a little context that from the table where our campsite started to the road was probably, what'd you say, 25 feet, 50 feet? Yeah. I don't even, I don't even think it was 50 feet. I'd say probably about 40 feet or so. Yeah. And it sounded like this truck pulled all the way up to our campsite. And I told Tommy, because it was dark at this time. And I told Tommy, I said, dude, there's no headlights, there's nothing. So we go looking, and there's nothing there. We walked down the road in both directions, there was just nothing there. There was no pulling off the road either, because there was ditches on both sides of the road. And what's crazy is, like, I don't even remember hearing it cut off its engine or anything. Like, I just heard it stop, and then that was it. Yeah, that was it. And then we're just sitting there, and that's when... You know, I, I kind of got up and I walked out and I'm like, dude, there's nothing here. And then me and Josh go down the road and we don't find anything. And that's, I think that's when I told you, I was like, dude, I, I have a bad feeling about this spot. That's what, so you guys are gone. And what, I was a little cocky. I was like, just leave me the hatchet. I'm fine. And uh, as soon as you guys were out, that's when that one spot that for the rest of the night I kept staring at, like, I'm like, something is right here, right here. And I've... I've never been uneasy in the woods. Josh, you even pointed out, like, I used to just run off right, in the woods yeah. by myself to calm, yeah. calm down. That's your go-to. Like, it's my calm yeah. place. And I'm like, nope, that's that's when I flop, too. I'm like, I don't want to stay here. I think that's when, right around the time, we were like, okay, let's, I, I think we talked a little longer, but then we set up all our cameras, try to take pictures and stuff. And this is what blows me away. Like, all right, so... Three, three parts of this. Uh, taking pictures with my cell phone, they you can see over the progression of five pictures, my camera stopped working. And that was it. It didn't work again until we left the campsite. And number two, I had a video camera on a tripod to record. It wouldn't record. It would only take pictures. Anytime you press the record, it would just take pictures. I, the only thing that didn't malfunction was the old school 30-year-old Hi8 camera <laughs> that was just sitting over <laughs> to the corner. That's when we got that picture of the orb. And, you know, because I remember you're sitting there and you're messing with the camera. And you're like, I cannot get it record. All it will do is take pictures. And that's when we saw the orb. Josh started taking pictures. And he started getting pictures of the orb. But what's what's crazy is like... My camera, I didn't pick it up. And I was talking to Josh about that. I was like, I don't know if it's because mine was rendering different or something. But either way, like when you look at Josh's pictures that he took and the pictures your camera took, it's different angles, but it's still Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. You know, and that was the crazy thing about that. But the whole time... Really, I'm just sitting there like, I just want to go. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's funny. I had to tell you, the only camera that was working was the Hi8 camera. Had it since high school. <laughs> had it since high school. And, uh, I said 30 years, so that's not 30 years. I'm making myself older than I am. <laughs> but, anyway, 20 years. Uh, that's not much better. But uh, 
so you can see us all start freaking out. That, that, that's the appropriate term, I'm sure, on the high camera with these picture happenings and the feelings. You see Tommy shining a flashlight over his shoulder. You, and what's weird, all three of us are talking. None of us are responding to each other. Like, we are having independent conversations with ourselves is what it almost seemed like. Dude, I <laughs> didn't even notice that while we were there. We're just did, we're just saying either. stuff, but we're all experiencing our own thing, and we're just that's terrifying, <laughs> right? And we're just blah, 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 and you just hear, it, and then all of a sudden uh, you see us stop and look all the same direction. That's here. I'll hand it to you, Tommy. <laughs> so I I know we we decided to after all that we were going to do an EVP, and Shane, you had run the ghost tube. And it came out with like what Cynthia? Oh yeah, forgot about that. Um. And of course, again, people we we normally don't care too much for apps because we feel like your phone already listens enough. Yeah. Um. So his said Cynthia. So we decided we we're going to do an actual EVP session, and we started talking. And I swear, the moment we said Cynthia, and this is about what eleven thirty almost 12 headlights come down the road. And now thinking back, I never once heard a car coming until I saw the headlights coming down the road. I don't know if y'all heard it or not. Oh, you know how my, how how my hearing is. (laughs) Well, I mean, and it could have been, maybe we're just caught up in the moment and didn't hear it come down the road, but I saw the headlights and around that time, you know, this car, this truck is pulling up and it stops right where that ghost truck, I guess you could say stopped. And, these two guys get out. They're like, hey, uh, we reserved this spot for the whole weekend. I think, Josh, at that time, you were like, well, we just need it for tonight. Yeah, I was like, we just needed it for the night, not the whole weekend. It was just weird for them to be there at 1130, 12 <laughs> o'clock at night asking for this place. For I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like, only campsite. And, and about that time, like, Josh just said, you know, hey, we just need it for the night. And the guy's like, well, we're about to drop our stuff. I'm not going to lie. I took that as, look, I'm not going to fight these guys for one and for two. I just want to get the hell out of here anyways. So I was like, all right, fine. Let's get ready. Uh, Let's get our, just give us a little bit, get our stuff and we'll be gone. And what was it like the moment we hit the road? I felt a hundred percent better. Oh yeah, for sure. We started talking and laughing again and (laughs) yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was intense there for a little while um, before them guys showed up, and it was even worse afterwards. Obviously, because it was just a weird interaction. But yeah, but like the the moment we hit the main road, it was like I, I remember Shane saying, "Is like I, I feel a hundred percent better now that we're gone." Yeah, and for context, people, I'm six foot three, three hundred fifty pounds. There's not a whole lot that I'm scared of. <laughs> um, I was like, "Yep, time to go." I'm I'm five. These guys that showed up too. Yeah, the guys that showed up are like stick figures, right? Little bitty guys, right? But it was just man, the energy is what got me because they 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 stayed in the distance. So this is also caught on the high eight. So we did confirm they were real. They did. Yeah, they were physical (laughs) people. (laughs) Oh man! But uh, they stood off in the distance, and you know nothing crazy or rude or anything. But it was. Like Tommy said, you know, whatever, we want to get out of there. Uh, But that interaction was just odd because you can see all the crazy activity that happened right before with the phantom truck, 
pulling up in the same spot before really feel like something these these dudes had to have been up to something out there something un unnatural because even the reservation for the campground because that bothered us too uh, so we researched it and you had to go through a site that directed you to another site that directed you to a third site for some real shady type booking system uh so i guess it's possible but also like i don't know that's not something i would put my credit card information into right like but what's crazy is and i just thought about it like the way they just pulled up what if and i know i'm going out on like a crazy out there uh spot but what if all three of us had a premonition of them showing up and that's what that ghost truck was yeah could be because it was, it sounded almost exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, and it, it even it, took the guys a minute to get out of the truck. Yeah, yeah. Which I know we tried to excuse, like, well, you know, we're we're two big guys and Tommy, uh, you know, like, are they really? No offense, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> but it's like, you know, maybe they were hesitant. But at the same time, you know, being that late at night, a lot of people are going to be asleep. So. What would they have done if we were in our tents asleep? And is that why the energies were like, leave, you need to get out of here? Because if we would have been asleep, man, maybe we would have been their next sacrifice to the Dark Lord or something. Yeah, Maybe. It was actually at the, it was to the point, like I was facing to lay down. I was tired. Yeah, because you were talking about, I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, I just can't sleep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I know when they pulled up, like my gun's on the hip and... I, I'm not gonna say like maybe that was also a thing like they saw that I was armed, but like I'm I'm with you, Shane. Like, what if we were asleep and they just decided to show up and you know do something horrible? Well, whatever the case, still got out of there and you know had a good night's sleep somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're back home, so that's that's all that matters. You know, I didn't I, I knew we might experience some crazy stuff on the trip, but that that night that was just wickedly crazy yeah i didn't expect some stuff with humans involved like living humans sorry right (laughs) (laughs) it was definitely something it was crazy i all but the camping part i enjoyed it (laughs) i'm even glad we experienced that that was weird yeah it was i don't get uneasy over anything ever like i'm chill (laughs) it's it's nice to feel that emotion like wait some people feel this every day, like that's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, good trip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't but, wait to do more. In fact, there's a place I would love to go, um, the Woodrow Fontaine Mansion, and I would love to, if we could get permission, to go to Elmwood Cemetery. I want to do anything and everything involving ghosts. <laughs> Well, we're definitely going to keep these coming. We had a blast, so uh, we made our list of improvements. Uh, first and foremost, always keep the camera running like we mentioned earlier. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, oh, man. Lesson hard learned. <laughs> really hard learned. But, uh, yeah, all in all, I can't wait for the next adventure. You know, follow us on the Facebook page and the other social medias. What are those social medias, sir? They would be uh, the Twitter and uh, the uh, Tick-A-Talk. So we don't have a name? I mean, we I have a name. How it is. Uh, what, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Listeners need to know that. 
We have a name. They they obviously found us, and it's the Paranormal Minds of JST on those social media platforms. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Again, you can be on the lookout on YouTube for the actual recordings of these experiences. These are just our thoughts and experiences. Until next time. <laughs>